Sid gambles on Riot Racing. Omega makes a big bet. Tech steps out of his comfort zone and more as the Sky Guys are back to recap the latest episode of The Bad Batch. Hello there. Welcome back to the Sky Guys. We are recapping season two, episode four of The Bad Batch today, titled Faster. I'm one of your hosts, Mike Phillips. Joining me today, as always, the his voice you hear in the podcast every single week in the introduction. Pete Constor is here. Pete, how are you? Doing well, doing well. Uh, interesting episode to talk about. Probably not too much to talk about, but uh, excited to be here with you guys. Always a pleasure. Uh, Mike, one of us has to change. We're wearing the same color shirt. I don't know if this is acceptable, but uh, hey, it's content, right? We can always say it was planned that Nick did not get the memo. Yeah, Nick, come on. You got to wear maroon next time. Jeez. Well, I used to wear this guy guy shirt and then no one joined me. So I just said, well, why am I doing this? Yeah, well, you just, <laughs> just heard from him. He is the uh, crime boss of this podcast. Nick Fred is here. Nick, how are you? Been great. Uh, definitely uh, less exciting of an episode than we've been used to covering and, and what, but it, it's still an episode that I'd like to talk about because I think there's some interesting things to point out. Yeah, there was a line at the end that sort of got me a little more excited about where this episode ended up here because I feel like going from last week when we had nines on the board and tens on the board, we might be getting, you know, much lower than that in this week's grace. Yeah, and, you know, without further ado, let's let's do some... Instead, instead of getting into the episode, let's do some shameless plugs. Yeah, we should do some shameless plugs here. And Pete, people want to subscribe to the Sky Guys and do that. Apple Podcasts, Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon, all the usual suspects. Simply search for the Sky Guys on all those podcast platforms. All this bad badge coverage is not going to be in the Just in the Suffering feed, so you want that here. Plus, as we're going to talk about today, there's some more, some preseason Mandalorian coverage co- coming. That's also not going to be in that feed, so you want the Sky Guys for all that good stuff. Exclusive content. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. I don't know how many times we got to tell you guys. If you're new to the podcast, welcome. Subscribe. Yep, hit the button. Hit that button. All right. And Nick, if you want to follow us on the Instagram, how can I do that? At Sky Guys Podcast on Instagram. And um, how do they follow the Twitter, Mike? Same handle, at Sky Guys Podcast. All right. I think those are, that's enough plugs, right? We got one more. I got to do the YouTube. Ah. Mike Phillips on YouTube. The video version of the, of the podcast is up here. And in honor of our big trailer that came out here, Pete, we got the Mandalorian Brickhead helmet today. We do. We do. I have I have the uh, the just Brickhead minifigure. I'll uh, I'll do one of these. I'll, I'll pull a Mike Phillips here. Yep. Have Mandalorian uh, Brickhead. And now, Nick, your turn. What do you have for the... Well, I thought about building the Vader helmet, and I don't know. I want to know how long it's going to take me to build it. Probably like two yeah. hours. Yeah. An hour and a half. Okay. Two hours. All right, I don't think I'll do that. I was leaving it in the box. Maybe it'll hold value. I don't know, but I think it's going to build it. Probably not. It's not going to hold much value. Uh, no. Only the the uh, collector series, like the big, like the Millennium Falcon. Yeah. Those things, those are the ones that are, if you kept in the box for a long time, I feel like you'd get the value. But anyway. All right. Let's, let's get to the news. I'm dying to talk about the news. Yeah, we'll get to the next news here because obviously the news that everybody talk, knows here, there's the one big piece of news that came out this week. Yeah, that's what I want to talk about. It's the Mando trailer came out i thought it was 11 out of 10 i thought it was unbelievably good i'm so excited for mandalorian season three yeah pete what was your, your take when you saw this trailer for the first time really cool um information wise i don't know which direction they're going i have a kind of an idea of what is going to happen and what the, the overall theme of it is but they don't give too much away which is exciting i don't like it when trailers pretty much give you the entire you know the entire plot so it was definitely good very very excited 
Do you think we're going to get into some sort of Mandalorian civil war? That's a possibility. There were a lot of Mandalorians in that trailer. Just like with him being part of the, the you know, the crew where it's like, all right, I took my helmet off. Big deal. And then there's some people or I guess you can call them purists. Maybe you like similar to what you had in the Clone Wars with people following Maul and not following Maul. Maybe you have run into a situation like that. But other, but other than that, just like seeing Mandalore, seeing Coruscant, see like everything we saw in that trailer was just so cool. Everything. Yeah. There's a, there's a gr- great vibes here. All the different Mandalorians, all the different Mandalorian helmets here. I've seen people Easter egging Peter think that Sabine was in the trailer and in her helmet. I didn't see it personally, but fun theory to have that out there. There's a lot of like fun little Easter egg things if you were looking closely enough, you catch. Yeah, I mean, the colorful armor is definitely something that I thought of Sabine. Um, but uh, I think this is going to be a story about. I mean, they, they kind of talk about it in the trailer, but I think Bo-Katan is going to be heavily involved in this. I think we're going to get a lot of Bo-Katan this season. I think Bo-Katan is going to be the liaison into the Mandalorian, getting back into the Mandalorian order. Um, that's just my theory. I think it'll be fun here. And Nick, any, any sort of, besides Coruscant, any sort of Easter eggs in this trailer that caught your attention? No. No, it just seemed Awesome. It seems like it was really centered. I mean, obviously, the show is centered on him, but very centered on Grogu. More than I expected. It seems like it's going to be a lot to do with him, which is funny because I I would imagine the original plan for season three didn't include him, right? I imagine that this they had this storyline going on without him. Yeah, and it looked like he was very, very involved, heavily involved, which is kind of surprising, but also not because he's kind of the... I guess you can say the second main character. Yeah, I guess two things I want to bring up real quick before we move on to the trails here. Number one, Nick, another Order 66 flashback here. I think we might get the answer here to who saves Grogu from the from the Jedi Temple. That would be exciting. Yeah, we're either going to get the answer or we're going to be that much closer to getting the answer. And number two, Pete, did you catch the droid bar that Mando ends up in? And when you see, like, I don't know if you actually saw that, I actually saw, like, battle droids hanging out at the, at the droid bar. I didn't catch that. I, I watched it again, uh, probably about fifteen minutes prior to this episode, just to uh, the time of recording, just so we can um, I can get a fresh memory. And I, I didn't see it after the second time, so I have to look the third time and see those battle droids. Yeah, yeah. The, they'll be on the left side of your screen. Left side, yeah. So I mean, it, I don't know. I get the vibe that we're going to have a lot of traveling. I mean, one of the lines in the Mandalorian trailer is pretty much, you know, to survive, you have to be able to go to different places. I mean, that was kind of like one of the. I'm paraphrasing, of course, but one of the main things. So we're probably going to get a lot of planets. Um, and yeah, I, I Nick and, and Mike, I agree. I think it's going to be very heavy on Groku. I think that business decision that I think they made when we first talked about this uh, during the Book of Boba Fett uh, is definitely coming to fruition right now. Yeah, and this is a good time I think, to announce, Nick, that like starting next week, like after, I mean, after episode five, we're going to be getting into some Mandalorian precinct covers. You get two podcasts a week of this feed. You're going to get the regular Bad Batch episode, and we're going to go through sort of seasons of Mandalorian and catch up on the things you need to know. For those of you, I mean, season one came out in 2019. It's been a long time since that season aired. We're getting- it has, and I'm watching it through again right now. And to be honest, I don't remember it at all, and it's a lot better than I remembered. It, it, it's it's not that I thought it was bad or anything at the time. I just kind of thought it was kind of boring at the time. If that meant, You know, not bad, but just kind of boring. And now I don't feel that way at all. And I do see, like, it's funny. We just came out of Android on how great it is, and, like, we're talking about comparing the season ones. There are some parallels I already picked up early in, in storytelling choices that were made. I'm very excited to discuss when we get to there. Well, I'm excited to hear them when we when we finally get around to recording them. All right, that's one piece of news. Nick, any other news you got this week? 
Uh, we could talk about The Last of Us. It's also it's also Pedro Pascal. It's he runs this world now. And I don't know if you guys watch. I don't know if you guys played the game. Both, neither. I've not. It's on my DVR. I've not gotten to it yet this week. I've watched the episode. I've played a little of the game. I actually played the game up until when this episode ends. So I've seen that part in the game, and this show's phenomenal. Yeah, phenomenal. Like this is one of the best shows I've ever seen through one episode, at least. Yeah, and it it crushed viewership wise. Yeah, and I can only imagine how many people downloaded the game afterwards too, just to either watch it play for the first time or even play it again who beat it. Yes. You know, in the past. This is a fantastic it's gonna be an amazing show. Yeah, so Pete, I think as a I I think it got the second highest HBO premiere since twenty ten, which is only been surpassed by House of the Dragon, which is incredible for the show and oh and Justin Suffering Pack, I do the pop culture Hard at the end of the year. We always do the pop culture. And I'd say Pedro Pascal is the early front runner for 2023. Yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, we talked about this uh, off air too. Like, has he not been anything under like an 85% Rotten Tomato score or something like that? Yep. Uh, I could be wrong on the, the exact number, but it's a high number. It's, it's, uh, I'm very interested in this show. I've never played the game, I only recently got a PS5. Um, so haven't played the game and I'm sure once I get through my backlog of games that I wanted to play for the PS five, this will be one of those games that I, that I pop in, um, and, and play, but it, it looks super cool. Unfortunately, I can't really speak more to it cause I haven't watched it yet. Yeah. So anything else in the news department, Nick? Um, no, just to, just to Pete as a recommendation, when you do get the game, there are two of them, not, I don't mean a sequel and a prequel. I mean, the first game, The Last of Us, there are two separate versions. One of them is called Part 1. That's a brand new one. There's another one called Remastered. That's like the PS3 game has been remastered. That one's typically free. So don't get fooled and try to pay for it. That one's probably free, assuming you have PlayStation Plus. Thank if you don't have PlayStation Plus, you have to pay for it. You might as well get the new one. That's called Part 1. Mm-hmm. All right. So good to know here. And that's you said, Nick. That's all the news. Yeah, that's it for the news. I think it's time we talk some Bad Batch. Yeah, we can do some Bad Batch here. We get episode four here faster, and ironically, a much slower episode than what we got last week. Where there's a lot of stuff happening, Pete. Yeah, I mean, I have to say, I was still engaged. Um, not my favorite, but it wasn't wasn't bad. Uh, not a lot going on when it comes to character development. There's not a lot going on when it comes to the story that we have seen up until this point granted we're only on episode four right so it's different i I think this was a filler episode and and i think it ran the sole purpose of giving us maybe an inkling that there's something going on with sid and we'll get to that in a little bit also a little bit the chance to decompress that heavy episode last week sure i mean look it's I, I never understood that, right? I understand a, a, a pacing of a show, but I never understood when you have a weekly show where you have to pace it. I feel like if you're doing two or three episodes in a time, you pace those three episodes well. Um, but you, you have a you have a week to decompress. So I, I I think this just kind of prolongs and pushes the excitement, and it's like okay, now I got to wait till next week to see if we continue the story that we saw last time. And Nick, I think that's one interesting thing I want to know here before we get into the episode proper is the fact that like last week we didn't get any of the main team here. We only got Crosshair on his side of the story. This week, no Hunter or Echo, so we have not seen them since their mirror. We got just Tech, Wrecker, and Omega along with Sid. Yeah, interesting. 
Very interesting. This episode, to me, um, I'm pretty much in agreement with Pete. Much different, much slower, but not necessarily a bad episode. Just not a lot really happened. Really just came down to pretty much a line or two at the end of the episode. That was the whole purpose of the episode. But other than that, it was a fun little adventure. I did like, though, like we said here, that sometimes it's hard to build personalities out when they're all together here. I think splitting it up here, I think, helped because this is by far a text most memorable episode of the entire show. Yeah, definitely. All right, let's get into this episode here. So we find out, we just go back to Orb Mantel. Sid is at the at her bar with Wrecker, Tech, and Omega. We find out that Hunter and Echo are off-world here. And she says, I got a mission for you guys. And then, Pete, I'm sure you were thrilled with the first line of the episode. Is, I got a mission for you guys. Yeah, no, I, uh, I unfortunately think we're not going to stray too far away from it, at least for half the season, the half that Sid's in. Um, I'll take that over having Sid missions the entire season, but it, it's, um, I'm hoping we don't keep just hearing this over and over and over again. And Nick, I did also love the fact that like, uh, she says, yeah, like this is another mission. Like you, like that Hunter, like Hunter and Echo still on back on their own mission and tech correctly points out this is helpful for our track. He's like, that's not a mission. That's a delivery. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, when they, when she said, I got another mission for you guys, I had the subtitles on, I read it before I heard it and I, my eyes were rolling, but by the time she said it, I was like, oh my God, here we go again. <laughs> yeah, so you do find out she's not very telling them what's going on here. And she says, I need muscle. So the three of them go, Pete. They're a planet called Safatoma. And they are going to watch a riot race. When we got up, no, Leslie, you said, oh, maybe it's pod racing. Omega it is riot racing with this droid named Teo that she has found. She's got a ringer to race this pod, this uh, pod for her to try and. Win back some money to pay off some of her debts. So what did you think about this planet and this uh, mission we got here? I mean, just very reminiscent of episode one. Um, not necessarily pod racing, but it, not to say it almost stole it, but it was like pod racing was also, there was a bet involved. I mean, there was also a deal involved. Like it just, it seemed like they just took a copy of it and said, we're just going to add some new characters, add new kind of baseline story to the characters. And, we're going to repurpose the episode one's pod racing. Um, that part bothered me a bit. I feel like you have a ton of planets. There's a ton of other things you can do. You don't have to keep going back to the same kind of cookie cutter crap. So I uh, I liked it the first episode of, of the, the movies. I liked it episode one. This was fine, but we, we need to start having a little more originality. Uh, Nick, did you like pod racing with guns? Basically what this, what this, what this was. It was kind of reminded me of Mario Kart. Yeah. There's like little pickups along the way and like little hazards in the track. And I do enjoy that they called it riot racing and it was different than pod racing. Because if you remember, specifically, Anakin says in episode one, I'm the only human who's ever done it. So that would kind of break it. I mean, is Tech a human? Yeah, he's a human clone, right? Yeah. Still a human. So, you know, that would have broken that. So they went against it and didn't have it exactly be the way it was in episode one did something extremely similar, but a little bit different. So that still remains true that Anakin is the only human who could do the pod racing. Yeah. And Nick, were you, were you upset that they didn't have any of the pods go through like the big hoop in the middle and get like a bonus, like boost? Yeah. I, I thought it was cool though. The only, the only thing missing was like the big blue shell. Well, that's why they have guns. Yeah. Yeah, there was, there was guns, little item pickups, and, yeah. and hazards on the track. It was cool. Yeah, so we got to see uh, Space Mario Kart, and then we get to see here that Sid is meeting up with uh, this guy, uh, Greeny Milligan, I think his name is. He's the uh, 
the gangster she's trying to pay off here by winning a winning a race here, and he's voiced by the great Ernie Hudson from Ghostbusters fame, Pete. Like, what do you think about that? I mean, I think the character's fine. Um, probably the most important character of the whole episode, as we'll, as we'll get to it when we get to the end of the episode here. But um, typical... I see. I feel like I've seen his character time and time again, just everything else, like not specifically him, but that type of character. I got excited when I heard Ernie Hudson's voice. That did that, that be fired up. I, I got to be honest with you. I didn't even catch on. Yep. Did you catch that the voice of the good guy, in quote, droids? Teo. Teo was uh, ben, ben Schwartz. Yeah, He's the one that, who plays uh, John, John Ralphio from Parks and Recreation. Have you seen that show? Yeah, I I remember. Uh, he also plays the voice of Sonic. That's what Sonic. I, that's what I was gonna say. I know it was that voice because whenever I saw, whenever I heard him talking, like I just hear Sonic the Hedgehog. I don't hear like this random droid. But I I, I don't know if you guys watched Parks and Rec the show, but yeah. if you did, you would say, "Oh my God, that's John Ralphio." Yeah. All right, so that got Nick excited. Yeah. All right, so we see a Teo here get end up getting wrecked here. We find out real quick that. Sid owes, owes uh, Greasy a lot of money, and he is basically trying to collect. She ends up bringing the Bad Batch along to service her muscle. They get outflanked real quick, and then Omega steps in and says, you know what, like, instead of just torturing Sid, let's, you know, do double or nothing, where, like, we'll have another race. If we win, like, her debt's clean. If you if you win, we, we pay double. So, like, Pete, any thoughts on Omega's strat- like uh, bet here? I don't know. Do you guys feel like we heard this strategy before? Elsewhere in Star Wars, maybe. Or <laughs> I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, it, again, it expected, right? I mean, that's what that's what I think devalues this episode for me so much is that to me, there was nothing original about this episode. Nothing. I've heard every single line of this episode somewhere else in movies a ton of times. I've heard I've seen this in Star Wars a bunch of times, too. And it's just, yeah, I mean, sure. Uh, cool for Omega. I mean, good. Good for the character, right? The character sticking up for you know, her quote unquote family. Uh, so sure. It was a good part for Omega. Yeah. So they see the Beckett's take here and Nick, we see that Teo basically impartially built here and he's trying to help them with this pod. And like, he is really annoying this droid. And like, I was sitting there watching it. So I'm like, like all he talks about is like, you can't do it. Like only I can drive this thing. I'm a droid. I, I take risks better than you do. So like this guy was really annoying this droid. He was annoying, but spoiler alert! Uh, spoiler alert! He's not my LVP, <laughs> but it was definitely annoying. Yeah, he was annoying. We do find out, like Nick, what happens? Does he get like basically? Is he basically destroyed by the time that uh, uh-huh. Greeley comes back? He is. He is demolished. Yeah, he gets demolished here. I agree. Like we find out, basically, one of Greeny's like Greeny's goons does this to try and say, "Oh, like I guess you can't race. You're not a pilot." And then Tech says, "I'll fly the ship." And I was like, okay, this is interesting to me, Pete, because Tech hasn't done much all the last couple of seasons, so this is a good spot time to put him in the spotlight. I agree. I think this was a strong episode for Tech, and I think um, I think I, I wish I saw a little bit more of the analytics. I mean, it was a very, very short episode, so I understand you can't show too much, and it's, it, when it comes to content, it was just kind of filler. However, it it was a very good episode for tech. And I think him saying, no, no, I'll, I'll get it done. And with the confidence he has, I think it was really good. Uh, Nick, the funniest part of the episode to me was like when they're announcing the racers at the beginning of the race here, and they're going through all these drawings, like, Oh, like here's this guy and his story. Here's this guy's story. And then they get to tech. Like 
and tech. Like, wait, who is this guy? Like, we have nothing, anything on tech, anything on that got me laughing. Yeah, the announcer was funny. The announcer was I liked great. Him. The announcer was good in, in episode one, like the Phantom Menace also. So maybe they took, I mean, they really took the, this is really I don't want to say, I don't want to say they take a they took a page out of the Phantom Menace. They took a chapter out of the Phantom Menace, maybe even a, a whole novel. They but. took, they condensed the pod racing section into one episode basically and tweaked a little bit. Yeah. All right, and we do see Pete that Tech is racing here. He's behind early. We quickly see he makes a tactical decision. Like, I need speed. I don't need weapons. So he dumps all his weapons to get more speed. He ends up using his grappling hook at the end to slingshot himself past uh, Greeny's uh, driver and ends up winning the race. So good tackle adjusted by Tech throughout this race. Yay, he played uh, He played them well, and, and Tech is one of the smart guys on the team, and it makes sense that he was able to to make that move and, and analyze it before going in and have that strategy. Yeah, and his piloting skills. Wrecker was making me laugh during yeah. that, that sequence, and he was like, you're in last place. He's like, you need to go in front of the other cars. <laughs> yeah, Wrecker voice of the audience there. Yeah. Yeah, I did like that here, and then we do find out at the end that you know Tech wins. They get the money payoff here. Uh, the pilot that like Greeny has basically is trying to like get back into the bar, and Greeny's like, "No, no, no, wait, we're good. We got a bet." And he drops this line on the way out. Nick, it was very interesting. He's like, "You know what? Like, you're loyal to Sid. That's great. I love loyalty, but like, be watch your back. She's not like, she, like she's not always loyal to those she surprises herself with." So I thought this was the hook that got me like, "Okay, this went from like a two to like more than that for me." This episode. Yeah, to me, this can mean one of two things. It can mean the obvious. See it as a dark past, and we're going to learn about it. That's the obvious. The other thing it could be is maybe this guy is trying to draw Sid away from the Bad Batch, or the Bad Batch away from Sith, from Sid, and could create some tension just to get them separate. Either way, I think something's going to happen where they split up. Now, is it Sid's dark past, or is it the Bad Batch just believing Sid has a dark past and you know breaking off and cutting off contact with with her with her? So. Yeah, pretty much that line makes the episode. Yeah, because that's what that's what's teasing. You know, we we just got teased last episode on things to come with the clones and thinking for themselves with with um, Cody going off, and now we're getting teased on something else. So I think those are two main storylines to look forward to the rest of the season. Yeah, and P, I did think it was a good storytelling decision not to have Echo here for this because Echo is the one who connects them with Sid in season one. Like, oh, like. She's one of our old contacts during the Clone Wars. She has ties. She has ties behind Separatist lines. So like, he knows uh, what she's done. But like, for these guys who don't really know her, I think it's good to have that seed of doubt planted in their heads. I agree. I I think separating two out of the four or three out of the five, excuse me, um, is going to create tension within the Bad Batch, and I think that's something to look forward to as well. Not just learning Sid's past, but there might be a divide in their own group um, because maybe, you know, Hunter and Tech are going to have a bit different, excuse me, Hunter and Echo are going to have a different opinion than Tech, um, Wrecker, and uh, and Omega. Yeah, Nick, do you think it's the last we see of, of uh, Greeny here or you think he's going to come back? If I had to place money on it, we will not see him again. You think they got Ernie Hudson for one episode? Yeah. All right. Anything else you want to add here? I think this is pretty. This is pretty self-explanatory. This episode. I think we don't think there's much of even analysis beyond that last line. No, I have nothing to add with them. All right. Let's go ahead and do our weekly trackers here. Get you up to date. What's going on here? So, uh, Pete, this would be a good spot for Hondo. We didn't get him though, so still stuck on 18 for him. Yeah, I'm. Uh, 
you know, I'm 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 not holding my breath, but this this still has potential to have Hondo in the show. Yeah. Uh, next, this up, would have been a really good spot for Hondo. A perfect spot for Hondo. I'm gonna see him placing a bet in this race. Yeah. Uh, next up here, Nick. The uh, we're gonna go with the live action. Kind of still stuck on two Commander Cody in the Battle of Joy, so nothing to add on that front. Mm-hmm. Nothing there. The one thing one thing we did add this week, we had another planet, Safatoma, our first time visiting there. So up to six planets, Nick. Six set planets, four episodes. Our over-under was what now? 20 and a half or 19 and a half? You said 20 and a half. So we definitely had 20 planets. So 20 and a half is the over-under. Right now we're looking like we're going to be over, but we'll see. Pretty close. All right. Next up here, Pete. I know you love this one. Sid missions are up to three now, which is now adding Wrecker and Tech being the muscle for her when she's trying to like bet on this race. So that's the third mission of the season. Mm-hmm. Yep. Not thrilled. Yeah. And I did take te- tech into account. We did not count the uh, Hunter and Echo off screen delivering uh like delivering groceries as a mission. It's fine. Yeah. I it's fine. Yeah. Last but not least here, Nick, the clone tracker. Still at three. With we didn't add anybody this week, so no new name clones for the for the podcast. I think we'll get there though. We know we all know that. Yeah, we know we got Rex coming eventually too, so Yep. All right. Next up here, we'll go to the MVP LVP board. These are the best and worst characters of the week here. So through three episodes, here's what we got. Commander Cody on top of the board, plus three. Wrecker, Echo, and Romar from the premiere are plus one. Our negatives, Sid, Omega, Vice Admiral Rampart from the premiere. Then last week, Crosshair, Governor Groton, and Tony Ains from, from the uh, from that from that Solitary Clone episode here. So that's the MVP LVPs on last week here. So... I think I'll go to Pete first. This, I mean, Nick first week. Who's your MVP of the week? Uh, Tech. Tech, uh, you know, went against everything he believed in it, kind of, if you will, and found a way to win. And simple as that. Yeah. Picked up a new skill. Good for him. Yeah, I'm going to give one to Omega here because I don't know if the other two guys would have gone along with, you know, Deal, like uh, saving save without her chiming in. I feel like they could have been like, oh, okay, we'll go back to Hunter. We'll find our way on our own there. But she stuck up and gave us the fun like racing series. Without her, I don't think we get that part of the episode. So I think you know, it's really funny, Mike. Is that there was a very very realistic situation in my mind where I considered giving Omega the LVP for the exact reason you mentioned, which is she wanted to save Sid, which meant more Sid. Yeah, well, her and you per- gave her the MVP, and I was thinking LVP for trying to save Sid. Well, I mean, she does like, and the and the purpose of the storyline, like Sid's really their supply of like money and jobs, so like she's trying to protect the asset there. In storyline, you're right. Yeah. In my home entertainment, nope. I don't agree. All right, uh, Pete, your MVP of the week. Uh, I'm giving it to Tech. Um, pretty much for what Nick said. Sorry to be boring, but it's just kind of one of those episodes. All right, LVP now on the board here. I'm giving mine to Sid because this mess is entirely her fault. She's using these guys as her muscle here. She's trying to, you know, scam her way out of, you know, paying back this guy's debts here. She's getting herself into messes here. This whole episode is, exists because Sid didn't, took out more loans she could pay for you. So I'm giving Sid the LVP. Pete, you want to give your LVP candidate? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to give it to Sid only because I... I just can't stand it anymore. I uh, I I agree with you. She gets everyone into trouble, and I'm tired of the missions. So LVP point to Sid. Uh, Nick, your LVP of the week. It's a clean sweep. We're giving it to Sid as well, and 
I feel like season one, I get it. You know, you're trying to get everyone into the show. You know, you're trying to build a formula. You have the Sid missions. Sure. Even the first episode, season two, you got to have, you know, keep people what they're familiar with. And then I feel like now is your chance to break off and you didn't. So enough. Yeah, Sid, now bring up the rear on this board. Negative four points through four episodes. Yeah, I didn't. I don't think I realized until this week how much I really don't like Sid as a character. Yeah, yeah, I think this is a useless concept here. I feel like we're 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 sort of restricting what these guys can do and keep them tied to Sid. Right. All right. Next up here, last thing of the week here. We're gonna grade the episode on a scale of one to ten. Here, one is like worse than nineteen seventy eight Star Wars holiday special. Ten is up there with the uh, Prison Break episode of Andor in terms of quality scale here. So, Pete, you want to start out the grades for the week? Sure, I'm giving it a three. This episode was pretty much stolen from a lot of cliche lines and what we saw in episode one of Star Wars. And to me, this was a throwaway episode and this was a filler. And we could have seen that line somewhere else. Didn't have to be in this kind of medium. So I give it a three because it wasn't just trash. But I also, if this wasn't in the season, I could care less. Um, And I think that's why I get such a low score from me. Uh, Nick, you're great. Uh, same, actually. I'm giving it a three as well. It wasn't bad. Like, it wasn't made poorly in any way. It was just not engaging, didn't really advance the story, and simple as that. Like I said, though, not a bad episode. Just uh, one line is higher to the episode. Other than that, it was probably a one. Yeah, I gave make a clean sleep on the threes here for this episode. I feel like this one, like, you got character relevant for tech, which was nice, and you got the line. That was it. They, they cut and paste from episode one, um, from Phantom Menace, which I did not love. And this is one where, like, P, I feel like you and I are agreeing here. Like, if you took this episode out of the season completely, we just didn't air. We went right to the next week. We'd not miss a thing. Well, I mean, just like Nick said, without that line, right, it would have been a one because it, it's so disposable. Yeah. It meant nothing. This meant nothing except for the last 30 seconds of the show where you actually see that there might be a divide in the Bad Batch now because – Three out of the five members have information <clears throat> that the other two don't. And you get an interesting little, okay, Sid has this dark past, which, like, let's be honest, we kind of knew that because of how she works and where she works and how she conducts business, right? This is not the first time we, we see Sid and how she interacts with people. So I, uh, it, it's so it's so irrelevant, this episode. You could have put that last 30 seconds in any other episode that involves Sid in any other capacity. All right, so that's it for this week here. Nick, next week's episode is called Entomb, so I'm assuming we're going to get Hunter and, Te- and Echo back next week here. You, is this, for me, you feel like, you know, just, this feels like maybe Sid sent on a mission to get trapped in a cave. Yeah, it's like my biggest fear ever is getting trapped in a cave, so glad it's not me. Yeah, Pete, any other predictions for what next week could look like? You said that it's Entomb? Entomb, like they're trapped in a tomb. Okay, because I say they start a musical now. Um, <laughs> I, uh, <clears throat> yeah, it's probably going to be one of those. Maybe we're going to catch where Hunter and Echo are separately, and then the following. <clears throat> excuse me, I don't know what's wrong with me. Um, and then the following episode after that, we'll get the whole kind of crew back together. I think we're kind of following cool. what uh, um, and uh, Hunter and Echo, or excuse me, yeah, Hunter and Echo are doing. Yeah, that'd be good to start catch up with them because if they made it, we really had that them in the spotlight. I think I think the episode's going to be what's happening to them while Sid's doing whatever she's doing with uh, in this episode. While Sid's gambling. Right. Yeah, it's going to kind of like connect the dots of what they were doing so you can see each side and then and then the following episode episode 6 they're all back together and they, you know, 
become one happy family again. All right, that's that's it for this week here. Not much to say. A very straightforward episode here. I think that's coming on here, Pete. If you want to find us on social media, how can they do that? At PJ Considori twenty nine uh, on Twitter. Just tweeting out this show and some hockey stuff as well. Uh, Nick, one more time. If you want to follow the Instagram, how can they do that? At Sky Guys Podcast on Instagram. And the Twitter, Mike? It's also at Sky Guys Podcast. You can also follow me on Twitter, MPhillips331. It's M-P-H-I-L-I-P-S-331. Or just on the Suffering Podcast this week, I did a Jet Chat with the editor of the Jet Press for fans out to talk about some of the Jets offseason stuff they could deal with here. and made picks for the divisional round here because, Nick, your Giants are still alive. They are. Who made the picks? I'm sorry. Did you uh, say? Our friend Joey Castellano made the picks. Oh, very nice. Yep. All right. So that is what's going on over there. We'll be back next week. We're going to talk about episode five of the Bad Batch here. Until then, everybody, may the force be with you. Wrong one, guys. Let me give this one. <laughs>